0: Welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leaskos. Come on in. Everybody, welcome back. Welcome back once again to From the Outside Looking In, the show about fishmongering. Everything you've ever wanted to know about fishmongering from the point of two of Seattle's finest fishmongers, myself and of course Mr. Patrick Banus. That's right, Pat, how many fish did you monger today? 17. 17. 17 scaling? Hmm. Yeah, deboning. Oh, uh, is is now when you're doing deboning, right? Is there a particular knife that you like to use? I think that like a curved paring knife is the best way to debone a fish. A curved serrated bladed knife. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: I'm in on that. Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. I can agree.
0: Well, thanks again for stopping by, everybody. No, we're just fucking with <laughs> you. That'd be like the shortest show ever, right there. Like, it, like that should be a show about fishmongering. It's like, what type of knife do you like to use? Uh, a curved blade, serrated. Great, great. All right, everybody. Thanks for coming in. But welcome to From the Outside Looking In, the show about everything, the show about nothing, the show about fishmongering. Well, not really, but the show about me and Pat. We like sports and comics and movies. You've fucking been here before. If this is your first time here, you haven't been here before. So Welcome. I, pa- welcome. I apologize for chastising uh, you. And salty the, language. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This show is is really about two guys, two friends. We like comic books. We like movies. We like sports. And we talk about those things. Uh, the movies tend to be comic book or sci-fi related. But welcome to From the Outside Looking In. I am Andy Liaskos. With me, as always, the Chewbacca to my Han Solo, Mr. Ah. That's the
1: one bad. That's Patrick Banis um, and Chewba- Wookiee.
0: In yeah, Wiki. yeah. I, I looked over <laughs> to the right and I saw the uh, Return of the Jedi poser. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, Chewbacca and Han. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You name a better duo don't but i mean you probably could but i mean it's still good <laughs> but pat we are in studio we are in a full yeah in in the philadelphia area in full spectrum audio uh pat you're here doing a few things this week Whew. uh i am i'm doing
1: a lot of um fan sports things yes yes uh yesterday it was the mls eastern conference finals the philadelphia union against Woo. uh ny CFC. Yeah, the New York City Football Club. New York City Plastic Club, sponsored by the Saudis, um, and Manchester City, uh, which the Union won three to one. Yeah,
0: that's Uh, right. Was uh, uh,
1: on fire, just electric. Great atmosphere. And then tonight, Halloween night. It is
0: Halloween. Spooky Uh, season is upon us. I'm going to game three of the World Series. Yeah, that's right. Series tied up. Houston Astros Astros versus. The fighting Phillies. The fighting Philadelphia Phillies, your beloved Phillies. My number two team, actually. Oh, it moved up to two. It has been for a long time, right? Like, so, the lifelong White Sox fan. Uh, But I've always been my second team. Has always been the Philadelphia Phillies. And let me tell you why. Uh as, I'd like a, to hear as this. a young lad going to the Dairy Queen, getting a Sunday. And they had these things where they put the Sundays in a cup that was the shape of a baseball, baseball helmet. helmet. Yeah, baseball oh! helmet cups. Yeah. So they were all out of White Sox cups. I was not going to fucking take a Cubs but They got like we got cups. I was like, nah, I'm good. I don't want cups. <laughs> you keep so that. I went with the Phillies, and ever since then, I've been like, you know what, Phillies number two team. Hey. I, I, as, a, as an eight year old child, this is the decision wow. that I made based solely on the Dairy Queen being. Uh, but yeah, no, ever since then, they've been my uh, my National League team and my number uh, two nice. team. And uh, you know we've we've had. A couple of uh, good trades in the past with uh, Aaron Rowan and Jim Tomei and uh, you know yeah, all true. that stuff. Yep, so, true. Yeah, nice. I there. like that. So let's fucking go, Phils. Yeah. So we're going down. Uh, I guess we're gonna be
1: down there pretty much all night. It's just you know. Yeah, I mean um, you're
0: going to a World Series game. What time are you, you are you pretty much leaving here and going straight to uh, uh South I'm Philly? leaving
1: here going back to my friend's house. We are going to pick up his oldest son when school gets out Ooh, okay. at like 2:30. Okay. And then we're leaving from there to go down to Philly. Okay. And we're going to be down there as long as we got to be down there. Yeah, no, for sure, 100%. So uh um we have standing room tickets. So because I'm not that I'm not that rich. Right. I'm like lower I'm like upper lower class. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm like
0: upper working class. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, You've you spent some upper money on these tickets, though. Uh, you know I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, the yeah.
0: union tickets they were they were normal. They were know? small potatoes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you went a little crazy with these Phillies. I spent more.
1: But I spent more money on the Iron Maiden tickets that we went to uh, like a week ago in DC than, than, on, I, the than on the union tickets. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, and also Iron Maiden in DC. Amazing as usual.
0: Oh yeah, were they good?
1: Phenomenal, phenomenal as usual.
0: What's your uh, What's your favorite Iron Maiden album? <sighs> Man. Um, oh, also, if you're new to the show, we I, I mentioned movies and comics and sports. We also like music, so we talk about music too. Yeah, okay. yeah. So,
1: um, welcome. So, I like probably the original Iron Maiden, which was their like most punk era stuff. And sure, that was sure. Paul, uh, when Paul Deano was yeah, the Paul, lead singer. Paul Deano before um, uh, Mr. Bruce Dickinson. Bruce Dickinson. But I also love um, Somewhere in Time, which is, mm-hmm. it's a little overproduced and a little synth-heavy yeah, like, but I mean, yeah, but it's but still really, it's, it's still really, really amazing. Um, it's but that was like,
0: inspired. It's a metal album inspired by uh blade runner. Yeah, so
1: exactly. So it's really, it's really great. Um, that's probably my, one of my other favorite albums. Um, but yeah, we saw them in DC and like to see a bunch of like middle age, like, like mid sixties guys running around the stage, having a great time. Yeah. Like this was it. Like yeah. they, they were really enjoying themselves. So really good stuff. They probably won't be back in the States until 2024. Yeah, because they're going on tour again next year, and I forget. I'm tr- I wish I could remember what it was. It was something to the past. I can't remember exactly, but they are touring on a big chunk of somewhere in time. Nice, which they have not really played live in probably a couple, like maybe two decades. Yeah, because of how difficult it was to play those songs live because they were so synth heavy. Yeah, wasted years is uh, a fucking amazing, amazing, amazing yeah. track. So um, they're going to start off in in uh, the UK and probably Europe in 23 in support of this this new tour. Um, so I assume they'll probably be back in the states in 2024, which is just unbelievable. But um, if any, anybody can do it at that age and put on an amazing show, it's t- it's absolutely Iron Maiden for sure.
0: So I'm, anyway. a, I'm a I'm a number one album killers. Killers is great. Killers is great. Number two album though, like you know, again with uh, Bruce Dickinson, uh, "Power Slave." Power oh, yeah. Slave is fucking phenomenal, yeah. start to finish. That's a that's a start to finish. What's that, banger East banger album. That's Aces High. That's Aces High. Aces High. Midnight. Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Yeah, yeah amazing yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're,
1: they're, they had a run there of albums that were just phenomenal. From like I think it was like eighty three to eighty six. Yeah. Just the the albums that they put out were so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, anyways, Pat. Other than sports, other than Iron Maiden, what's going on, Bud? Well, it's Halloween. It is. And so, I would be remiss if
1: I didn't talk about some kind of Halloweenish thing. Yep. But also a Halloweenish thing that uh, pisses everybody off.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, that's right in our wheelhouse. Um, we're getting right into the mixed media moment. No, no, no. I'm just trying to fuck it with just you. Just doing it. some weird because it, it pisses you off. Because
1: right? yeah, it pissed me off. Um, I don't know. Uh, when you were a kid, you uh, were a big Scooby Doo fan. Yeah, sure. I know I was. The Mystery Machine was yep. a was a dope van. Yep. Second only to the A Team van. Yeah, yeah. There,
0: there was a period in time when vans weren't quite as rapey as they are <laughs> they today. They were not. They yeah. were. They did not have the connotation. Yeah. And they were also super cool. They were super cool. You'd fucking get a giant wizard or dragon yes, on the side. Yes. of Yes. Oh my god! It was so awesome. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, my dad had a van for a really long time because he used to play like roller hockey. Yeah. Um And so he would. They would go from place to place, and he had a little. There was a little bed in the back. Yeah. So he could like take a nap or whatever, and he could store all his like his goalie stuff in there, and and have room to. Like
0: they were like they were like uh, campers, right? But yep. like I mean, like they they could do everything. The van was the coolest vehicle. Then the minivan came out and it was terrible, yep. right? But the van with the little porthole window yep. in the back, oh, so good, such a classic. And the eighteen van had a spoiler. Yeah, the eighteen van had a spoiler, keeping it uh, aerodynamic, very aerodynamic. I mean, yeah.
1: So uh, you know, everybody loves Scooby Doo, but yeah. these days Scooby Doo is getting a little weird.
0: I, oh, is it really A now? little weird. And, uh, it in the, turned into a, a lot of that, uh, Velma porn. They've just, like,
1: the, oh, they've taken Speaking turned, of Velma, <laughs> yeah. In the upcoming trick or treat Scooby Doo uh, animated feature, mm-hmm. uh, Velma comes out as a, uh, at a, at a minimum bisexual and okay. quite possibly a lesbian. Okay. Uh, you see her, like, visibly crushing hard on another female character in the, uh, in the, in the movie. I, I think it's an animated movie. It's not a show. Sure. And everybody lost their mind. Um, now, for those of us who are complete degenerates uh, and who are aware of the existence of Scooby-Doo porn. Oh, yeah, yeah, not yeah. Not the yeah, dog. Yeah. No. But Velma. Mm-hmm. And also the cosplaying. Yeah. Uh, this does not bother any of us in the, in the slightest. No, 100%. But uh, there are people who apparently are, are big mad at this. Yeah. And I don't know why, because I don't think that when we were kids anyone had a crush on Velma.
0: No, that was later in life. Yeah. Later in life, and then everybody was like all the cosplayer chicks, they they just started cosplaying as Velma yep. with like the shortest skirt yeah. ever, right? And everybody's like, Well, oh, that's fucking yeah. fire. In the but it, like in the eighties nobody was crushing Velma. Daphne all day. Daphne all day, every day in yeah. the eighties for sure. Now it's Velma. Yeah. But so back uh back in the day. A lot of people are losing
1: their minds about it and they won't shut up, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. Um, people will, I, I just, just because you, well, you know, look, it's a kid's show for the most part. Yeah. And I think that people don't like having that sexuality part in it, but I don't see, you know, like, I guess it's okay if Fred and Daphne have like a boyfriend, girlfriend thing though. So like uh, the I hypocrisy yeah. is everywhere. Yeah.
0: I mean, like I, 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 could understand not liking sexuality display, but I mean, if her liking or crushing a girl on a girl, like it's not like she's like oh, I, I fucking want to finger blast this. Yeah, show. yeah. I, like I'm gonna yeah. finger blast this broad. <laughs> It's like, why would anybody get upset about the sexuality of a cartoon?
1: Character? Uh, well, you know, this is all in the political space and yeah, everything no, is political I, everything now. Everything with, is, so yeah. like, it, you know, everything and now is
0: it's like, and now they're going to be like, this is just woke culture trying yes. to jam it down. It, it's a fucking cartoon character. Yeah.
1: So I, I, I think I am always amused at the manufactured outrage of things like this. When for us. Yep. With a more cultured and refined palette and sure, a more critical 100%. eye yeah, on absolutely. the medium. Yeah. We are probably slightly more concerned with the new HBO Max feature, Velma, which is written and produced by Mindy Kaling from The Office. Sure, yep, yep. Which is going to feature, of course, a South Asian Velma and uh, a black Shaggy. Okay. My main concern here is Mindy Kaling, do some original stuff. Just do some original stuff. Yeah. All right? Have your own ideas. Yeah. I think that's the thing that bothers me the most is that they keep regurgitating properties from the 80s that were really popular. Yeah. And instead of just coming up with your own stuff. Like, nothing isn't really original anymore.
0: Right, right. And it's like, and to be honest, like, I've seen enough hentai to know that there has already been a South Asian Velma. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, that's 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 the concern that I have is that people like if you're if you are a good writer and she's done writing on the office, so it's like yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, she can do comedy and humor. For sure. Just come up with your own characters and they can be South Asian and you can just create a whole character out of a whole cloth and you can do whatever you want. Yeah. But you know, I Yeah, the world
0: is unoriginal nowadays. It's it is just, very
1: yeah. boring and unoriginal. And yeah. I, I don't know why that is. I I wish I could understand it. But um but yeah, we have to keep reaching back into the past for I mean, you know, listen to us, we're talking about reaching back into the past, and I was just at Iron Maiden, a group of sixty-five year old oh, men yeah, yeah. No, who sure. first came out with an album in like nineteen seventy nine or something. So, you know.
0: But they also still rock. You know what? I I mean, if you're going to go back in the past and you're going to remake stuff, right? You know what I mean? Do a woke version of, like, Mel Brooks's History of the World. Oh... I would die. Of I black. don't know. Oh I god. mean, like, you can't. oh, I'm also very like <laughs> just,
1: protective of that property, though. I know. Oh I my know. gosh, because it's so funny.
0: Oh god, I would just like fucking. Also,
1: do... could you even get? Could you even get close to getting away with the jokes?
0: No, not not
1: from like not history remote. of the world and blazing saddles. You couldn't pull no, off any of that stuff no, without having. Yeah, not at all. People would lose their minds. My,
0: one of my favorite movies of all time is a movie called Murder by Death. It was, I think, it was like '77. Uh, stars a. In, in, in a bit is that a Jackie Chan or not Jackie Chan? I'm sorry. Um, oh God. So the forget yeah, it. Yeah, but so but speaking of 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 racist Asian stereotypes, right? It is it's Peter Sellers? It, it is Peter Sellers that plays. Yeah, it's yeah. not.
1: Um, it's not. It's not. Um, you know, who I'm talking about the. Uh, uh, the Asian detective, Charlie Chan. Charlie Chan. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. yes. It's like so, a, it's yeah. It's like a caricature. It, it,
0: it's a caricature of Charlie Chan. It's all these detectives, right? And David Niven plays this sort of like Sherlock Holmes type character. Uh, Peter Falk plays a Columbo character. Of but course. It's, the, it's so good, dude. It's so good. But that satire that makes so yeah. much sense. It's I know. I know. It's so fucking—it is amazing. It's fucking uh, Truman Capote's in it, for God's sakes. Oh, jeez. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, but you'll never—yeah, you'll never be able to to make movies like that again. And, uh, I mean, you know, for better or for worse, right? But, like, you take a look at, like, one of my favorite TV shows of all time, All in the Family, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which starred, you know, Carol O'Connor as as uh, Archie Bunker, who was a very pig-headed— racist man. Slightly,
1: yeah. I was going to go with bigoted
0: but, bigoted, but we can go straight yeah. racist. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's racist. I mean, he wasn't 100%. Yeah, he was racist. He was bigoted, but he was also, you know, like kind of kind and nice. But in that day and age, if you wanted to be a person of color or uh, or, or Somebody of a different religious or ethnic background, playing a role on a major TV show where you weren't a drug dealer, a pimp, or some sort of some fucking gang member, you were on All in the Family, yeah. right? Like, it was the first introduction. Uh, or you were on The Jeffersons. Well, The well, Jeffersons, Jeffersons came after spin- that. Yeah, it Jeffersons is a spinoff. The Jeffersons is a okay. spinoff of All in the Family. Okay. Right? George Jefferson was Archie's neighbor. Right, and they and then before they moved on up, before they moved on up to the east side, they lived in Yonkers, New York, right next to 704, where the uh where the bunkers lived, right? over somewhere in Yonkers is where they were from. But that was the truth, right? So the Jeffersons, right next door to the to the bunkers, were a hard-working, decent African-American family that owned a chain of laundry mats, mm-hmm. right? They weren't doing drugs, they weren't doing the you know what I mean, and so yeah, and they mean, were doing the American dream. A hundred percent. Yeah. Right. So now it's it's easy to go back at these things, and and look at them. I guess from our our new perspective, and be like, well, Blazing well, Saddles is 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 racist. We're,
1: you know, think about it. we're almost fifty years removed from those shows, and that comes from a very different time where we were really integrating. Um. A lot of ethnicities that were, you know, very vilified and segregated and and such, right? Into like everyday life, right? Like like we were we were we were what des- we were desegregating. I'm sorry, we were yeah. desegregating, and so like you would have. Archie Bunker being neighbors with George Jefferson. Yeah. Right. Whereas before that, that was, um, you know, they would have run the Jeffersons out of town by violence if necessary, because that's the way we treated people. So like they were touching on topics that were extremely relevant of the time. And they also, it wasn't like, Archie Bunker was like a straight racist or anything like he came around to people like, you know, he He came around like
0: Lionel. Yeah, he was uh, (laughs) Lionel was a friend of his. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was. uh... But now we're so far removed from that. And I think
1: that the whole, you know, the whole woke thing really is just treating everyone with human respect and dignity. And some people think that, you know, you can't do that or like we should still be able to make jokes about it and stuff. And it's like we we you know, we're actually trying to move on from that. You know? Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I mean I I think we are trying to move on to that, but I mean I yeah, yeah, for for me, comedy is is always free reign. You know what I mean? Like and it should be, right? Satire is satire and it should be mm-hmm. Noted as satire. Yeah, I mean... Um, but satire is also comedy, right? Yeah, no, for you sure. Know? That's what I'm saying. Like, satire should be allowed, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, there's a... I, I, I fear, right, when we ignore things and we don't make fun of things like racism, right? We don't showcase how ridiculous it literally is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we give a more of a, uh, a vocal standpoint to like, I mean, like racism is a real thing. There's fucking horrible. Like, do you see the thing about some guy in, in like New York? He like, there was at least three people cosplaying or dressing up as like Nazis over this last weekend. Uh, of course. All over the place. Right. And, and it's like, and, and those are the people that are like, of course Velma's going to be a lesbian or a bisexual in this new car. They're outraged by that. Right. But like, if we can make fun of these fucking idiots, like if we had full reign, right, to show not only the hypocrisy but just how fucking ridiculous it is, mm. right? We, I, I, I think we've we've softened our teeth, right? Well, Especially, you can you can make you can make fun of intolerance,
1: and everyone does. Uh, Saturday Night Live has made like a career out of making fun of intolerance and yes. intolerant people. Yes. Um, but I think that the, the use of like stereotypes for comedy, right, like r- like racial ethnic stereotypes for comedy is like not – thank you, Jackson. I, yeah. I agree with you. Yes. it's It's not really acceptable anymore because we're moving on from all that.
0: Yeah. No, I mean I'm not saying that like – it has to be. You have to do racial stereotypes as comedy, yeah. right? Yeah, you know I mean, like that's. But at one point, right? Like the, the the issue that I that I think some people have with like this whole, you know, everything being overly woke, right? And at least from my standpoint, right, is it does take away our teeth and the ability to offend is a powerful tool that. It seems only those on the far right now have, right? Like if you look at like things like um, Lenny Bruce, right, in the 60s, right, We, yeah, he was on the far left politically. P- political spectrum, right? Right. And like, and and you know, those kind of things. Obviously, the uh, the the amount of offense that Lenny Bruce would have done in the late fifties, early sixties, you know, saying fuck and shit like that. You know yeah, yeah. I mean? like so
1: what was, but what was Lenny Bruce's routine? What
0: were his jokes? Yeah, I mean, Lenny Bruce's routine, like, so I mean, generally it was you know about him being a you know in New York, being Jewish, and like, but yeah, you know, like sleeping with women it, it was the normal comedy shit but he was really there to promote or test the first amendment right and go against like local morality standards and things like that so like police policing every single word that a comic says right, right? you know what i mean and like that's you know that's that's the thing you know the right, first amendment exists for a reason but right but
1: his, his his comedy was to push the boundaries of the First Amendment. Yes, it wasn't necessarily making fun of
0: no for other sure. races, other creeds, right? Other but, other like disabled but, people, whatever for, right. for 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 jokes. Exactly. But the point is, when we turn ourselves into the morality police. Right, it's easy to say that's not funny and just tune out of it. Right, right. But it's it's mo- it's it's a, a, a double edged sword to say that's not funny and that's not allowed.
1: Right. Well, nobody's saying it's. I, I mean, I don't think anybody's saying necessarily that it's not allowed. Well, like, I think no, that's
0: exactly what cancel culture is. Uh, right. No. Well, I mean, who's. Whose comedy was quote who I mean who was quote unquote Kevin can- Hart was canceled
1: right Kevin because Hart's he, not canceled he's on, I, I just saw him on, I just saw him on TV know, doing like right? a but commercial was, for he, like
0: gambling I know <laughs> wait, he's not, not th- canceled wait was that Kevin Hart on the I yeah. think Jamie Foxx is on the MGM uh, no no, brand. no he's on another one yeah uh, so there, there's two oh yeah you ever seen, no, I, seen the one I've only seen the Jamie Foxx one
1: like oh you mean I can I can bet. Uh, you know, he's like everybody loves mm. an underdog. He's like, wait, you DraftKings. DraftKings. Draft about- kings. Draft, yeah, kings. draft kings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Team overdog. Yeah, over dog. yeah,
0: yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, he wasn't he removed from doing the Oscars and and shit like that. I mean, like, there's all this yeah. fucking. I, I don't know what his bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just like, but right, but, but like,
1: he was just the Oscars just didn't invite him back as a host. He's still he's still a spokesperson on TV. He sure. was still in the movies with like he was uh, what was the um, what was that movie they did with The Rock? The um, the video game one was that. Ju- That's not Jumanji. Uh, that yeah, right. they
0: did do Jumanji, Is that but Jumanji? they also did. Yeah, but they also did Rampage and Rampage. Yeah. So like, he's still out there. Like he's yeah, he's you he know what I mean. Jumanji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, no, for sure. But I mean, there was that backlash against like. I mean, I I think going uh, about like. I mean, again. If somebody says something absolutely fucking terrible, like, you know, you know who was good? That Hitler had some good... At- yeah, I mean, like, that's fucking... Th- you know, like, whatever. Questionable comments, like, I-, I just don't understand, like, why we have to go out and cancel this and that. Like, just don't fucking, like... I don't agree with Clint Eastwood's politics at all. Right. Right? You know what I sure. mean? But fucking Heart- Heartbreak Ridge is a great fucking movie.
1: But no one, no one is... Right, but no one is... No one is black... No one is keeping... Clint Eastwood for making films. No,
0: no, no. You know but what I, mean? I mean, like, I, 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 think like going out and boy, boycotting the art. That, like it, that should be like a personal decision. Yeah, you know I mean, well, like, yeah. yeah, and you can yeah. go out and say, hey, I'm not going to partake in this because I don't agree with this, this, and this. But the, like the idea of trying to. Have a theater stop playing The Unforgiven or something like that. Yeah, but I don't see
1: that. I mean, I haven't seen anything like that. Like, you know, like take Dave Chappelle. And just to wrap this, because I don't want to, I don't. We can go on and on about it. But like, take the Dave Chappelle thing, because that's very recent. Yeah. You know, he came out with a bunch of shows on Netflix. Right. And he did a lot of transphobic stuff. Right. Um. About someone that he claimed was like a friend of his, but that person ended up like killing themselves. I'm pretty sure that's how that worked. I'm pretty sure that's how yeah. that ended. Like he, like he, you know, it, he came out kind of anti-trans, but he did like the "I have one
0: trans friend" thing, right? And yeah, that's people, the that's the most popular. Like you know, like I'm not a racist. I because, have a black friend. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. So yeah. so people like no
1: one, you know, people called for those um those comment those comedy shows to be taken off of like Netflix, but that didn't happen. No, and really, the, the bigger issue is Dave's comedy dropped off. Yeah, right. Like you don't well, have. To, it's like I, I mean, you I, don't I, have to like you I don't have to listen. You don't have to watch that show. No, and I didn't because I don't care because I think Dave dropped off as soon yeah. as he like lost his mind and 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 quit the Chappelle show. Yeah, it's over.
0: Yeah, but the latest Bill Burr was pretty funny. I, I did watch that. That was pretty good. No, I like Bill Burr. Yeah, I love Bill Burr. Yeah, no, uh, but along those same lines, Joe Rogan. Like Joe Rogan's a fucking idiot, right? Um, but like whatever, yeah. I mean, like- we well, talked about this in the show before. Yeah, like,
1: right. we want we want Joe Rogan to do like we want we want to make Joe Rogan great again. We want him to do MMA stuff. We want him to talk, you right. know, about we want him to get out I'd of have this like
0: a whole bunch of yeah. Like, just fucking stop, dude. Just smoke weed and fucking yeah. talk about fucking. I- Lifting kettlebells. I don't, yeah, I don't want to hear about, like, I, w-
1: I wanted to hear about that dude who, yeah, that dude who does, like, the kettlebell routines and that, yeah. that Russian guy who has, like, all these awesome routines and stuff and, like, you know, yeah. weightlifting and stuff and and talking to fighters and talking right. to hip hop artists and occasionally talking to, like, Bernie Sanders or something. Yeah. But also staying out of a lot of that, he's, he's, he's pulled him. he's pushed himself into that right wing political sphere yes. of kind of topics. Yep. And, you know, and then like a couple, like two weeks ago, or a couple weeks ago, he's on the show. He has like Tulsi Gabbard on the show, who was a Democratic House Rep from Hawaii, who uh, made a completely failed run at president, um, and then didn't um, didn't run again for her house spot. She, he had her on the show, and she's like, you know, I'm not a Democrat anymore, or whatever. And they're talking about the whole litter box myth. Like, oh, there's wooden oh, boxes in yeah, yeah, schools. Oh, yeah, 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 that, yeah. That's so fucking stupid. And it's like – and once again, it had to be immediately de- debunked. It's not a real thing. The only actual instance of it – and they fe- people found what he was trying to talk about. There was a video of a woman who was a teacher in Colorado. She was right. talking about how – And thing- she never – I thought it was Michigan, but – it, it's, it's out in Colorado because it was in the district that Columbine was in. Right. And so she was talking about how she was just like – Everything was wild it was just wild that like they had these like uh, presentation or whatever for the teachers and they gave the teachers buckets and um, cat litter and little pop-up tents so that they could create a bathroom in their school in their school classroom in the case of a lockdown because of a school shooter it had nothing to do with
0: Furries, people, yeah. Or, people identifying, as cats. People identifying, because that's not a thing. How fucking scary is that? That you you're creating a bathroom right for students. That's in case, I mean, like that's fucking. I mean, that's the bigger, the bigger, the sadder thing is. Like they
1: chose to take that topic and totally make their own outrage out of it instead of looking at the completely yes. outrageous aspect of. They have to prepare th- teachers for a lockdown for a school shooter because that's how often we have school shootings.
0: Yes, and what? like, and that's—I mean—that's like—that's uh, the amount of things that I wish we could focus on—is that type of misinformation that's out there yeah. that directly relates to like our livelihood, the livelihood of our children, like our yeah. children not being shot and shit like that, and less about Velma's sexuality. Velma, you can love whoever you want, baby. You're great. But also, Mindy Kaling. Write your own stuff. Yeah, but Mindy Kaling, yes, also write your own stuff. And yeah. maybe go listen to some Lenny Bruce and watch All in the Family. Yeah, that works. Do all those things. Yeah. Yeah. And let's see. Now,
1: you know what time it is. Oh, is it time? Speaking of woke shit. Speaking of woke shit. Is it
0: time to talk about...
1: Movies, comics, books and and stuff. stuff Guitar racks full of guitars, Uh,
0: 8-track players. Look at all that. Is that a record player? (laughs) Remix! Remix! Hey, it's the mixed (laughs) media moment where we talk about fucking shit. What are we talking about
1: today, Pat? Uh, Today, we are going to talk about the eight episode, phase four, story of The She-Hulk. Yeah. On Disney+. Plus. There's eight episodes. There's eight uh, I think there was eight episodes. I don't know. It could have been nine. Spoiler alert.
0: I made it through three. Spoiler alert. I watched everything. I did not. And I hated myself for it. Yeah, no, for sure. But yeah, but speaking, I mean, and I don't even think this is like a woke thing, right? So like, uh, I don't know. Maybe I I mean, the
1: premise of the show Is the story of Jennifer Walters, Mm. who, uh, as we all know, is the – all of us who are comic book geeks – is the cousin of Bruce Banner, who um, through – Spaceships. Through spaceships. No. uh, She becomes a Hulk. Uh, In canon, she – I think I, I don't know. I can't remember how she ends up in the hospital. She needs a blood transfusion. And Bruce gives her a blood transfusion to save her life. But it also got all that gammas. It also gives her all got the gammas. All gammas. Yeah, and she gets gamma up and then she becomes a She-Hulk. Um, and then in the mid to late 80s, there was a classic John Byrne run um, of She-Hulk. Uh, Where you know the covers were were, were hilariously iconic, a lot of breaking of the fourth wall, Um, a lot of you know, uh, a lot of jokes about how artists draw um, female female characters sexually and stuff, and a lot of that humor. Uh, Then she had a run in the Fantastic. It was was a great run. She had a run run in the Fantastic Four. Um, where she also got hit on, uh, relentlessly by the human torch. Um, and, uh, maybe Spider-Man. I'm really not sure. Uh, and then there was a more recent run where some of this, uh, some of this show is based off of where she's a lawyer and she like one of the, one of the comic series, she has like a trial against, uh, Matt Murdoch, who is the, you know, I guess the defending yeah. attorney or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of this is based on that.
0: Um, I like that one origin story of how uh, she became uh, the She-Hulk. I I forget. I I remember seeing it. It was um, Bruce isn't her cousin biologically. It's like her step cousin. And like... He's like staying with her one day, and like, you know, like he comes out of the shower, and she's like, Step, cousin, what are you doing? <laughs> no, you saw that. You're talking about
1: Pornhub again. Okay. okay yeah. You gotta leave that alone. <laughs> Kids, good. don't ever go to Pornhub <laughs> until you're ready. Yeah. Like so you've family. had to talk with your parents. Yeah. But anyways, so the show Don't Talk to your parents about Pornhub. <laughs> the show kind of attempts to be, and I'm going to date myself slightly here. The show kind of attempts to be this kind of like Ally McBeal level legal comedy, drama, Ally dramedy. McBeal. Sure. Um it was the story of, you know, an Ally McBeal was the story of a female attorney. What was her name? Callissa Callista Flockhart. Callista Flockhart. Um, yep. yep. It, uh, she was a legal attorney in a small private practice yep. where it was very incestuous. There was a lot of sexuality. There was a lot of sex going on amongst Step all the workers cousin, and stuff. What are you doing right? here? Um, but there was Give also the a lot of like weird. <sighs> it's not breaking the fourth wall stuff, but it was very like you know the, they had like the dancing baby in in one of the episodes. Just call
0: it tongue and cheek. It but was yeah, very the,
1: like yeah. It was very like um, meta as the kids say m- today. You know. I don't want to say it's not. You know, they just had a lot of like.
0: Um, oh God, I don't. I. You know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah, it is a lot of bullshit. It was a lot of bullshit. That's um, what it boils down to. Yeah, and I'm gonna again just preface
1: that I made it through three episodes. <laughs> right. On. Right. So unfortunately, like as a, as the a show goes, they the show lacks the writing skills and the uniqueness to kind of pull off that kind of a legal
0: dramedy, you know? Yeah, I mean at no point was I and again I didn't make it through the show, but at no point during the three episodes, and I'll say that I didn't necessarily hate the three episodes. Yeah. I just didn't care. Like so there was
1: nothing to draw me back to it. The one of the funniest things we I uh, I'm watching I don't know it was probably like one of the last three episodes and I'm sitting up there I'm sitting upstairs watching it and Eve walks in and the very first thing she says she goes oh that CGI is awful. Oh yeah, that's. And so one of the terrible. you know, and we'll get into that but um the first three episodes are I think, and it's really hard because they don't pull this off very well. But you get the impression that they spend the first three episodes trying to build Jennifer Walters up as a somewhat unsympathetic character because of how arrogant, um, how arrogant and kind of narcissistic she is, and also like you know I can do whatever. I can ignore the advice of Bruce Banner, who's been the Hulk for like you know a decade and a half or whatever, right? And has like. Fought Thanos and you know other and has been shot into space like twice or whatever. I'm going to ignore what he says about how it, you know what it's like to be a Hulk, and I'm just going to be like, well, I can do it. She's like, well, I can do it better than you. I, it's just a lot of like arrogance, and I think what they tried to do was set up her as a somewhat unsympathetic character in the beginning, so that she, there would be like. Maybe a redemption arc at the end where she realizes like Bruce is right. This is really difficult. If right. I mess up, I am a hero. I am, but I could also be viewed as a monster. Right. And once you once you're viewed as a monster, it changes everyone's perception of you and how you have to act and and what how you how you live your life. Like he's in Mexico, in a research facility that was built for him by Tony Stark. Yeah. And he has this, you see him have this like kind of touching moment where like Tony built him this. And he's like, you know, maybe I'll come back someday and, and you know, and move in or whatever. But Tony never comes back because he gives, he, he sacrifices himself to, yeah. save, to save the, the universe. War. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, you know, infinity wars, uh, infinity saga. And then she's in the car making fun of like Steve Rogers sex life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, you think that there's going to be this redemption arc where she's going to understand like, yeah, you know what? Bruce is right. I was wrong. This is really hard. Um, I have to really, you know, I have to really work at this. I have to be careful. But you don't even get that. Like over so the she, course. like just basically stays a piece of shit the entire show? I mean, I think she, there is a moment in the latter episodes where, um, Matt Murdock's cameos appear where he tries to help. He tries to explain to her, you know, how, you know, you have to try to use both your normal identity and your superhero identity, like both of your alter egos to do right. And, you know, you can help people as a lawyer. You can also help people as a hero. You can do the things but you have to you have to be careful with how you do them because like if you expose yourself, you're screwed. Right. She doesn't listen. Um, but you think like by the end she's kind of coming around to it. But then that's you know by the by the very end it doesn't get there. So, um, I you know, I thought it was a struggle to get through this because you don't she doesn't come off as sympathetic. Um. I love yeah. Tatiana Maslany. She's a great the actress. The actress, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think she does good. a great she does a great job with what she what she yeah what yeah. She, she has
0: good delivery, like in her jokes, like she you know she's she's likable. Um, but yeah, like the the I mean again,
1: but like they I didn't care.
0: Yeah, like they yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, like I so just
1: did not care in episode one. So the the gist of it is instead of like an accent or something, they are driving along a road. She's showing him how to eat. Cheetos with chopsticks, and you know, he's like, "Oh, that's really smart." She goes, "You're not the only one; the only smart one in the family, Bruce." And it's really like the just the the differences could not be more, you know, like Bruce is a. A, a lit, legit scientist, yes, and she is a public defense attorney, right? You know what I mean. And then a spaceship just appears out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just a rando spaceship, rando spaceship in the middle of a deserted road. That they really don't do a good job of of talking away.
1: Yeah, it. They run off the road. The car crashes. Um, she's trying to pull Bruce out of the car. His blood, he bleeds into an open an open wound of hers. Yep. Yeah. And she immediately metabolizes it, changes into a She Hulk, runs into the forest. Yeah. Later, she comes out at a bar in like the backwoods somewhere. I don't know. A bar in the backwoods, I guess. I don't know. And she's in like her street clothes. She goes into the. Um, I don't know if she gets into the bar, but she ends up in the bathroom Yeah, and she's in the bathroom trying to like figure herself out. And this bunch of like women, you know, I, I, I don't know what kind of women they are. You know what I mean? Uh, you, you know, are, are they, are they hookers? Are they just, um,
0: party girls, party girls, yeah.
1: um, you know, cause one of them's wearing like a fur coat and stuff. And so they, and then they have this whole scene where she like, they like, Give her a makeover like girl, you know, and they do like a makeover and then she comes out of the bar and like three guys are like kind of like following her around like, hey, hey, girl, what's up? I'm just saying, you know, hey, and she's like trying to tell them, no, I'm waiting for my ride. I'm waiting for whoever. And they they just won't stop like pestering her. And she turns into the She-Hulk and almost kills the three of them. Yeah, that got a lot of flack. But the writers also like fought to keep that scene in the show. And well so, because I don't even remember it. Exactly. So, like... <laughs> you know what I mean? Know. Like, it, it meant nothing. So, yeah. This but- is an issue with the writing that I end up having with these shows. is like, you know, this is what they fight to keep in the show. And it's a bigger... It speaks to a bigger issue that Marvel has overall, Marvel Studios has overall, is that they have been incredibly cheap with hiring writers. Like, these writers openly admitted that they had never done, like, a legal procedural before so they didn't know how it would like kind of work and so you see it kind of being somewhat all over the place um you know but there's a lot of like foreshadowing in the beginning and some good cgi in the beginning um you know where where Bruce Banner's Bruce in, in, okay, in included included. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of like foreshadowing about what the what other episodes are gonna be about. You know, he's like, you know, you're like a she-hulk or whatever. And she's like, What? No, I don't want to be that. I'm just me. And she's like, Well, you know, you never have a choice with these names. And that's accurate foreshadowing in that later on in the episodes you get you get that as a whole show where Titania. Oh my God. um who is played by Jamila Jamel which is really funny it's a very funny version of the character yeah. she's like an online influencer she um she sees Jennifer Walters on TV kind of trying to disavow that name as like whatever you know right so she copyrights it and and makes a line of beauty products around it then they have to go to court about it and so you like, you see a whole episode about her, like finally coming around and embracing the name and how she did, how she did embrace the name by using it on her, like dating profile. Yep. So there's like dating, like, you know, it's how do I live my normal life as an as attorney, the as a single, a single attorney who wants to get a boyfriend and settle down, but I'm also now the, the She-Hulk. Yep. And they try. Um, yep. So once she's the She-Hulk, she gets a job at a legal firm. They want her to head up like superhuman affairs, and but they, she has to do it as the She-Hulk. Yep. And so she's like, I don't know, I don't want to. I was like, Well, we're gonna pay you really good. Here's this great corner office. You get to have your own admin. Do-ba-do-ba-do. You get your own paralegal.
0: Now you gotta go talk to a fucking the abomination. Now you gotta
1: go. Now you gotta get the abomination out of prison, which was a funny episode because they tie back into some of the other show. They tie back into like Shang Chi. Yeah, uh, the legend of the ten rings, where the abominations fighting in like a fight ring, and they're like, well, how did he get out? And they're like, oh, well, it was Wong. So we've got to figure out, we got to figure out who Wong is. Like, oh, well, how do I get a hold of Wong? He shows up at like a court hearing, and they like get the abomination off the hook, and he gets like paroled, and he gets like let out of prison, and then he goes to like start his own like holistic retreat with his like ten wives that his ten pen pal wives. So it's funny, but. Is that the best use of Tim Roth's time? I don't know. But that was funny. Sure. I
0: didn't mind it. Um, (laughs) It's like, I mean, even just like hearing it, it is the most ridiculous thing. But remember, I
1: mean, and, you know, I think because of the way that there is, there are periods, um, especially in some of the post-credits scenes where she'll break the fourth wall, I think they're setting that up as kind of comedic. And, like, I get it. You know, not everything, not every property in, like, Disney's Marvel Universe should necessarily be, like,
0: serious. You know what I wish they would do? Just stop all post-credit shit. I'm over post-credit shit. Right. Put it in the fucking movie and call it a day. Yeah, but like, there have... was a time where the post credit
1: stuff was really cool and helpful because it was how they started to tie together the Marvel Universe in the very beginning. But now that there's a universe and now that there's a multiverse and all this stuff, unless you're using it to introduce like, you know, big, bad protagonists. I mean, prota- antagonists? Antagonists?
0: Antagonists. You know? Or like, protagonists. Then like they do Thanos. Duck
1: or like if you're going to do... You know, Kang or Doctor Doom or who, like, if you're gonna do a Galactus or something, if you're gonna use it to introduce these characters slowly but surely that lead up to big crossover films like these Avengers films, I'm all for it. If you're gonna do it to do, like, kind of corny stuff, like, I guess. I mean, I feel like, but I don't. I don't need to have it like in an eight episode series. You don't need to do it in an eight episode series. Like at the end of an, yeah, every episode, do there's it in a fucking movie. Yeah, I mean, like in a movie, it's okay. In an eight episode series, it's stupid. It doesn't make. I have to. I have to fast forward through all of the credits, and I have to get to this thing. Oh, there's a thing there. Is it going to be there every episode? Yeah. I didn't if so, even do I it. don't know why. Um, the as we get later on down in. Uh, the series, she like does meet a boyfriend at a wedding that she goes to, and yeah, then she God. gets in she gets into a fight with Titania at the wedding, which of becomes course. a big issue. But she like beats up on Titania, and you know she kind of deserved it. But she like meets this guy, they go out on a couple of dates, then they bang, then he uh, then he goes sir, and we're, they're trying to figure out why. And at the end, one of the last – I think it's like episode seven or eight, the second to last episode. Yeah. They find out that at this Lawyer of the Year awards ceremony. Of course. Someone hacks into the um, whatever, projection screens or whatever, the TV screens or whatever, the monitors that are there and posts like – camera shots of her making out like with this guy and him like stealing her blood and all of that. And it's like, you know, and then she rages out and ends up in jail. And which is, you know, once again, it's part of this story arc where like being a superhero has consequences if you don't take it seriously. Right. Like if you allow your emotions to just, you know, like it's, you know, like the Hulk. The Hulk doesn't have control of his emotions. So he just rages out and levels cities yeah. to the point where, like, we think we're going to have to shoot you into space, dude. You're, you're just, you're too much of a threat. We got to, you're really cool sometimes when we need you to beat up stuff. But other times you just level cities and we have to, like, shoot you into space. So, like, if you don't control your emotions, people are going to look at you as a monster. And that's what they do here. They see her as a monster. And then you see her kind of break the fourth wall and look at the, you you Know, look at the crowd, look at the camera, and like, uh oh, like she realizes, like, uh oh, and then she ends I up in made jail. Made a
0: mistake, but
1: yeah. through this mistake, she you know loses any chance she had of having a boyfriend, she loses her freedom, yeah. she loses her job. She was stealing
0: her, her blood, the boyfriend was right, the boyfriend was stealing her blood for, Do you um, think he was gonna take that blood and then inject it into his Wang. To try to get, like, a Hulk wang? Like, if you could just Hulk out just oh at the wang, God. right? Yeah, you know I mean. It, uh, I don't think it works on just one body part,
1: because otherwise it would have worked on just Jen Walter's arm in the very beginning. Yeah, fair, fair, you know? fair. Um, All
0: right, so if you do meet a Hulk, and you get some of the Hulk's blood, and you think, like, I'm going to wang out, you know what I mean? Like, you can't just, you can't localize it to just get a monster hog. No, you have
1: Swedish-made penis pumps for that.
0: Yeah. No, they so, do. They do. There was there was a group, um, there was an online group. Um, but that would have been a funnier plot. I would have watched that show, right? Like, I would have stayed in it if the dude was like, I'm just going to try to get a monster hog. If there was a subplot of that, <laughs> right? Like, you would be dying the but whole time. But this is on Disney. You can't do it on yeah, Disney. You fuck, yeah, fuck yeah, you fuck, you can't. You can't do it on Disney, though. Be just call him the, the fucking hog master.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, it like, would have
0: at, been a better show, I'm telling at the you. At we have... Um, I remember what episode did they say a, a man with knives on his hands? Because I remember Sweet Lou was fucking pumped on that for some. I'm like oh, this was show is fucking garbage. It was like I, it, I think a it was like the second episode. The news, yeah, I don't they were like trying to newspaper. find her.
1: She lost her. It was right after she hauled out in the, um, in the courtroom when Titania breaks into the courtroom and she beats up Titania, but she loses her public defender's job. Yeah. And they're looking for work, and so she's online looking for work, and she ends up on this, like, I don't know, like, BuzzFeed-like website where there's a side link that says, like, you know, man with knives in his hands fights a guy in a bar or something. Which is cool that they, like, acknowledge mutants, but also, you know, it wasn't great. It's
0: fucking stupid.
1: Yeah. So, at the end, you find out that like this hater this online hater group is being run by one of the one of the, the the law firm's clients this like i think like they uh Jen Walters goes out with him for like drinks or something at some point, and he's you know uncomfortably weird, you know creepy weird, yeah, but nice we find out that like he. Um, you know, there's a hater group meetup at the Abominations, like ranch, and so the paralegal and the the male. So the one
0: abomination of the, is part of the hater group. No,
1: he. You find out later. You find out when he when they get there that he is just doing like speaking engagements. Okay. So like he had them on his retreat to do a speaking engagement, like a self help speaking engagement. Right. But before he comes in and talks, they're like talking about how they hate the She Hulk and stuff. So one of the guys from the law firm, um gets the, the paralegal and him work out a plan to, like, infiltrate this group. So he goes and finds out that it's this one of their clients who's, like, the guy who hates, like, She-Hulk real bad. They,
0: they're inf- infiltrating the, Tim the, Roth's group? No, no,
1: no. They're, they're infiltrating this online She-Hulk haters group, the ones that stole her blood. And took pick, took, took video footage of her having sex with her boyfriend, uh, the guy she dated for, like, a hot minute, I guess, before he goes her. And... So he gets up on stage. Did and he's, we ever learn why he ghosted her? Like, did that ever? Because he was because he was in the group. He only wanted to get. He only wanted to get close to her to get her blood, and then he straight ghosted her. So then this this skeezy dude. Like injects the blood and she's like, oh, this is not, you know, J- Jen is feeling sad because she got ghosted and because things are not cool. So she's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go talk to abomination. And, you know, they said I could come by anytime. So she goes, everyone shows up at the same place. Like they're in this barn where he's doing like, you know, where they're all gathered. Sure. Jen Walters walks in right while this guy's like on stage, like talking about like, you know, man-hating the She-Hulk or whatever. And they're like, what, what, what? And he's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, inject myself with this blood. I'm going to be a Hulk. And she's like, ah, you know, and then this, it's this, it's this comedic, kind of pseudo fourth wall breaking she's like oh no is this the way that this really goes she's like this is this going to be the protagonist and like how the antagonist like how is this going is this how it's going to work and he does it and then there's like a weird you know then bruce banner show there's a weird fight scene she's like oh is this the way the show's going to work where there's like a big fight scene at the end and that's how we resolve everything and you know she's like questioning like is this how the series should be written right. like she's doing the breaking the fourth wall thing wah, wah. then they do this whole this whole like side quest where she's like you know what i'm going to go talk to kevin and she, like, leaves the studio, and you see her going to, like, the studio property. So it gets, like, really kind of meta in a way, but I don't know if this is the best way. And she, like, goes to, like, the Marvel Studios offices and wants to talk to Kevin, and, you know, you're, it's inferring she wants to talk to Kevin Foggy, who's, like, the big, you know, the big cheese at Marvel Studios. And she ends up going into this room, and it's this giant robot. Like it's this giant like AI interface and she's like talking to like, oh, what well, do I have to do this? And, you know, and are, are you know what? Like, are we ever going to see the X-Men? And so like there's a lot of like fun parts there, but it's just like. It took so long for them to get to this point where she was just now openly breaking the fourth wall left and right, that it was a little bit annoying. And then they tr- they I, I forget how they go about resolving The fight scene, like instead of having a big fight scene, there's just a little fight scene, I guess, and the whole thing just, you know, everything resolves itself. And I guess she's cleared because they, you know, here they arrest this guy who was like, you know, the skeezy dude running the hate ring, the hate, the online hate ring. And then, but, you know, in between there there's a good story with with Daredevil where they do some street level fighting and she like Yeah, I missed all of that. That was like episode like 6 or 7 where like there's this pseudo superhero who's like the Frog, the frog maybe yeah. and he has like boots he has an outfit that comes from the tailor that that gets Jen Walters some clothes from superhero clothes and um, it doesn't work. Like he was supposed to do something. Like it was supposed to like he was supposed to hop, and it was supposed to like give him like jet feet or some crap, and it didn't work. So he sued that guy, and so like they went to like Jen Walters' law firm, and she had to like go against this guy who's designing all these superhero clothes. So he got mad at her, and then his lawyer was Matt Murdock oh. because Matt Murdock is like you know these you know the one reveal that you get out of this episode is that like the Sokovia Accords were repealed. So, so like the, the yeah. registration, the superhero registration is yep. not a thing anymore. So no they're, allow, Civil War. they're allowed to have their own privacy. They have a right to privacy and they also have a right to like, you know, so they have a right to like employ this guy to do, you know, their tailoring. Um, and then after this, after this court fight, which ends badly for Jen, Matt Murdock meets her at a bar and buys her a drink and then they go back to her place and make out. Ooh. At, or was it at, right after that? Who knows? It was at some point at who, some point they do. Cares? And then, and then they do like, then they do fighting. They do like, I think it was after this because then she's like going after this frog person or whatever, for some odd reason. I forget why, because who cares? And Matt Murdoch. Oh, she's, I think she gets a call from him and he's being like pursued by somebody. Like they're trying to kill me or whatever. She goes to like go help him. It's Matt Murdoch. Who's like chasing after him because of something. Right. And, she captures Matt Murdoch, takes off, unmasked Matt Murdoch. Um, and he can, you know, obviously they know who each other is at this point. Um, because obviously she's the she Hulk and she's a public figure. Sure. And so they do their fighting. He this is where like they have a clash of styles. Daredevil wants to do that kind of gritty street level. I want to beat everybody up quietly in the in the alley, like they show in on the, the Daredevil shadows, show, yeah. which was awesome. Daredevil show is great. She just wants to like. Destroy the the building and knock half of the building down, which is like, oh, you want to cause property damage? That's not, you know, she yeah. just thinks she should be able to do that. But that's not, you know, there are, there are, you know.
0: Consequences, consequences to, to fucking these knocking yeah, a building down yeah. where like fucking cleaning staff works and shit yeah. like that. Yeah.
1: So like sometime after this fighting thing, they make out. Murdoch does the walk of shame. Um, it's a thing but then like after Wait. the after the series after the season resolves itself somehow in the it, most annoyingly th- fourth wall terrible way um they're in they go to LA to go to like their aunt her aunt's house to visit with them and she's a hulk no they're just old white people um so it's like the <laughs> It'd aunt it be great
0: if she was the, I know I mean,
1: but it's like, like the aunt and it's like her mom and dad and I think her weird her weird surfer brother um she takes Matt Murdock, who's like now, I guess, her boyfriend. Sure. And at the end, um, through like the side fence door, Hulk Banner comes back. And he's like, hey, guys, um, you know, he was gone. They couldn't reach him for a long time because um, he was in space, because he went to space. That cousin, what are you doing here? And he like he's like, hey, there's something you should know. This is my son's car. And they debut Hulk's son, Scar which is from the World War Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, story run. And so is
0: that what the spaceship was doing in the first episode? Was there the spaceship was trying to get in touch with
1: the Hulk in apparently the worst way possible. World War
0: Hulk. Um,
1: oh, my God. so he had to go to space so like there's a point in like I think like episode 3 where he like they're talking on the phone. Jen Walters and Bruce Banner are talking on the phone. He's, he's like, "Well, like, I gotta go. To, I gotta go out of town. I got some stuff to do." And you see him in a spaceship, and then the call drops, and then he comes back. God, I hate this. So, like, as far as the show goes, two, it's good to have like an episodic comedy. I like that they tried to resolve things in one episode. Like, here's a legal thing we're going to resolve in one episode, and and there's also going to be maybe a little bit of a story, like an overarching story arc, you know, for the for the a story beat for the whole series. But for the most part, there's a there's a legal issue we're going to resolve it in the episode, and everybody's everything's going to be resolved by the end of the episode. Sure. I like the idea, but. That only works as long as you don't ruin all the characters and you don't, you know, you don't ruin all the
0: show. I like, mean, an episodic series where each episode resolves itself is great if it's done right. I just don't feel like I don't think I got to that point in the show where no. I, where I got to see this. But I mean, like again, I just there was nothing to invest me in 45 minutes of my time yeah. to watch this show. The,
1: the, one of the bigger issues that I have with this phase, and this goes all the way back to Wandavision, is that they've done a really bad job of it's trash. Well, the writing, <laughs> the writers, the writers do such a bad job of, of getting you to buy into the characters. They don't make any of these characters look like sympathetic figures. Um, you know, especially like the way that they presented Wanda in Wandavision. She comes off completely psychotic.
0: Right, and that's how she was in uh the multiverse, in the multiverse of madness.
1: Of madness, right. Yeah. She comes off completely psychotic, but then at the end there's that scene with um, Monica Rambo where they're like, "Oh, they never she they're never these people are never these people that you totally took hostage in, in you, this entire town in New Jersey that you took hostage so that you could play house with, you know, uh, yeah. You know, with your 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 dead husband, your dead ghost. husband's robot, yeah. Yeah. and these two kids that you never had and yeah. don't actually have, and that that they then somehow worked into the multiverse. That's the other thing. It, you know, like the writing for this stuff is it's so bad, so
0: thin, and that's why. Like when you were like, you didn't like Love and Thunder, and I did because like none of it mattered. It was just funny. You know what I mean, like it it had no impact on it, but. The, the the whole problem that i have with the mcu is they try to tie everything in and have it make some significance and it's so thin it's so thin the whole universe is woven together by just fucking
1: the well some of that they've done to themselves right so they you know when they first started with the netflix shows and you ended with uh the defenders it was very clear that these heroes were in the same place right daredevil luke yeah. cage Iron Fist um, uh, uh Jessica Jones they were in the same they were in the same New York they were in the same timeline yep. they were fighting against like the same kind of villains yeah. but when Disney wanted to bring that stuff back into their universe they were like well we're not sure if we're going to admit that this is part of the same Canon in the same universe that the Avengers are in that was the issue right because when you when you give this doubt about them all being in the same kind of canonical universe well now they have to justify everything now so that's why you see this in every show we've got to justify which universe are they in are they in this universe? are they and then we, we have the multiversal stuff especially with all the spider-man oh, stuff because we had so bad. we had so many different Spider-Man so bad we have to figure out are they all what what is it what earth is it on are they are do they know each other just fucking it, it would be so much better if they just made good material yeah and then figured it well, out this later. is the this is the issue that like in the actual comics canon DC and Marvel both had to deal with in Secret Wars and in Crisis and sure, all this sure. stuff where they'd have these like huge arcs where you'd have these different uni- universes smushed together. And it was like when well, then you create all these different you, – you, they ended up retconning tons and tons of origin stories and then like just cutting all the numbers off. And they're like, we're going to start all the comic books again from number one. And, right, right. and And that's what turned a lot of people off to it's the like comics. It's like a new
0: 52. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's fucking – but it's dumb, dude. It's just Well, yeah, the 52 dumb. had some good moments, but well, it was yeah, also yeah. like – But it, I mean – you can make good content and not worry about like what universe it is. And that's like, I, I feel like, like where were you at on this show? If you were to give it a number rating, um,
1: geez, out of 10, I mean, this is like a three or four for me because I just, the, the CGI was bad. The writing was terrible. Um, they did nothing to present her as a sympathetic figure that I wanted to care about. I only, I mostly cared about, um, daredevil and a little bit about, Wong for comedy, which is awful that the sorcerer Supreme
0: is the comedic relief is like this yeah.
1: comedic relief. He's like in camertage watching the Sopranos with some girl that got swept up into a, a demonic dimension by a two bit magic user. Right. And then like Tim Roth's character who was like, it's okay. But you know, like uh, the, the acting and the characters were fine. um, I don't care about a lot of the Yas Queen, you know, strong female moments. It was just the fact that they just did a terrible job with running the whole series, trying to make it somewhat serious. And then at the end, just going, we're just going to blow it up and just make it silly. Yeah. And we're just going to make it silly. And here's our AI, Kevin, and he's going to rewrite this whole thing. And then we're just going to we're just going to retcon of happy ending instead of just having the fight scene and being done with it or something like what's the point of her getting flexible stretchy fight clothes if you don't if she doesn't want to have if she doesn't think her series should have fight scenes yeah like i you know and then the other issue becomes if you are going to try to weave this character into the bigger universe of more serious characters daredevil is a pretty serious character his his next the born again run that's going to come up here in like phase 5 or 6 is probably going to be it has the it has the potential to be incredibly phenomenal um, it could it it will probably mimic like i think it's like devil's reign which was like a really great storyline where like kingpin becomes the mayor of new york and he employs all of these mercenary characters to go after superheroes and this this entire story is really good they have a chance of doing that really well if they keep if they keep daredevil what he is and that's this kind of gritty street level character right but once you have characters starting to break the fourth wall, and this is the issue with Daredevil to a to a small extent, what happens when you bring those characters into like a Secret Wars level event where you have a lot of serious characters, and then you have this comedic person who's going to do what? Turn and do a fourth wall break at some point. Like we're gonna get into secret wars where we—it's the fate of the multiverse, and there's some version of a Reed Richards, and we have to save everything, but we got to defeat Kang and/or maybe all of these other villains, and then you have a, a She-Hulk breaking the fourth wall doing a comedy.
0: I don't know. Right. I mean, it could work out. I it mean, could. It, you know, but, like who but knows? But they haven't
1: shown the 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 because Marvel Studios has gone so cheap on writing. They they don't they don't they are not willing to spend money on. Um, established, accomplished writers to develop good projects that you don't have the belief that they can do it.
0: Right, right. And I think what Marvel could do is just bring us in, and we'll fucking write the shit. We'll just write it out. Yeah, and then it's all about monster hogs, baby. The CGI
1: was incredibly weird throughout. It was very disjointed, and it speaks to a bigger issue at Marvel Studios as well, where you know, just like where there was a, there was like a. Uh, it was like a promotional thing. Was a, there was like a promotional video where Taika Watiti and, um, uh, what's her name? Valkyrie. What's her, what's her, yeah, uh, Tessa Thompson yeah, yeah. are literally making fun of the CGI in love and thunder. And you hear story after story of CGI studios getting, having to like bid down each other to the thinnest and th- thinnest of profit margins work like 80 hour weeks, hundred hour weeks to get this stuff done because Marvel's timelines are so tight and the directors don't understand what it takes to have to do this stuff. So then they go, Oh, I just need to see this before I can, before I can finish it. Or I want to redo all this stuff. Like in some of these, you know, some of the re-edits that you see yep. and stuff. they, it, it puts a lot of these people, these, these small CGI
0: companies out of business. Yeah. And, the thing about it is, if Marvel made a good story, we wouldn't even really be talking about the CGI no. all that much. No, you know what I mean, like, and not like, at all. And you know, but as you know, Martin Scorsese once said, you know, he compared the Marvel movies to you know amusement rides and less to films, right? So, I mean, I think where the MCU goes from here will be telling of what of of whether phase six, phase seven even really matters, right? They're, I mean, they're going to keep turning out product and people are going to keep consuming the product. And if that's the case, the quality of said product will continue to drop in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, there, I think some of this is greed on the part of Marvel studios. They want all the money they can get out of this. And so instead of, Instead of investing good money. I mean, remember, they probably spend a hundred or two hundred million dollars developing some of these properties. But the movies themselves gross like a billion dollars worldwide. Yeah. So they make money hand over fist. But They're so cheap that they are. They're doing cheap. They're they're buying writers on the cheap. People that have either never been involved with stuff like this, or have never done any of this kind of stuff before. I've never done a legal procedure, or I've never done any of this stuff before. So the the quality of writing is is really bad, and so of course, like we're gonna make fun of the shows because the quality of writing is god awful. Yeah, and it makes the characters look bad. It makes everything look bad, and then they go cheap on the CGI. By pitting these small CGI companies against each other. And like, you know, back in the day, like, I think it might have been like one of the first, one of the first Marvel movies, like Blade or Spider-Man or whatever. Sure. There was like one, maybe, there. I think there was like one CGI studio that did yeah, the yeah, movie. Yeah. When you look at some of the early, like the, the Star Wars, the prequels. Yeah. It was just, um, what was it Sound and Light?
0: yeah yeah, industrial 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 it was, industrialized industrialized light, the it was, yeah, it was just them yeah, now
1: yeah. you get to like some of these movies that are coming out recently and you have 10 12 15 CGI Studios just doing specific things yeah so they're pitting these people against each other and then it's a bidding war and like these like they just they burn themselves out
0: and they hate
1: it and the quality shows.
0: Yeah. And I think, again, for me, the biggest thing is is it, it's, it should be quality over quantity. The story suffers. The writing's terrible. But I'm not going to give—you a three or four. I'm not going to give a score because I, I couldn't finish the series, and I don't feel right rating it without seeing the entire thing. I just—I couldn't bring myself to care enough about the story to go back into it. Uh, but— I will say that's probably about all the time that we have for today, kids. She-Hulk, watch it, don't watch it. I don't think it's going to matter one bit of difference. Let's see what comes next for the uh, the MCU. And uh, next time when we get together, we'll make sure that, uh, you know, it's, it's a property. We've made it all the way through, both of us, right? I couldn't add too much to it because I was like, I, I didn't care. I, I, I just didn't care. And hopefully the MCU writes the ship. A little bit And I liked Love and Thunder You hated it But to me it was silly and it was irreverent And uh, at least it was uh, of that But that is about all the time We have for today Thanks for stopping by Thanks for hanging out If you're one of those new listeners and you're like I thought this was going to be all about fishmongering We apologize Remember curved Serrated Night It was a uh, bait and switch It was a bait and switch Oh Oh.
1: Deuces. Deuces. Go Phillies.
0: Make him try.